0: And good morning refuge listeners. We have a great show in store for you today. We've got some songs to get you moving, some scripture to fill your mind with, and a special devotional from Danny Blaine, the graduate of refuge, and some affirmations they are back. But to start us off, it's Paul Baloch with Bretton Brown and Because of Your Love.
1: As we come into your presence, we remember every blessing. That you've poured out so freely from above Lifting gratitude and praises For compassion so amazing Lord, we've come to give you thanks For all you've done Because of your of your love. Gratitude and praises for compassion so of your love, our hearts are clean, we lift you up, with songs of freedom, forever we're changed, because of your love.
0: Some affirmations and here they are. We have Nick Miller, David Durr, and Matty Morton.
2: This is Nick Miller, Phase 2, A team. Uh just thought I'd point that out there. But anyways, I want to give affirmation the whole refuge, man. All of you guys are awesome, all the way from phase four guys to the guys down on the farm. It was great uh spending uh encounter with you guys and getting to see God working in all of our lives, man. It's just an awesome thing, and just I want everybody to know that each and every one of us make a difference for each other every day. And uh, just keep doing what we're doing, guys. and uh, Keep up the good work. I love all y'all. And uh, I hope all you guys have a blessed day.
1: This is David Durr, second phase. I wanted to give an affirmation to Mississippi. Tate, uh, you're a decent ping pong player. Uh, you're a heck of a guy, man. I love you, bro. Also, Maddie. Been digging in, man. You're my boy. We got to go back and forth a little bit every now and then, of course. But I love you guys.
2: Make it a little
3: This is Maddie Morgan. I want to give an affirmation to Derek Blevins. Keep it up, man. You're on fire. You're doing the right thing. You're inspiring people and you're inspiring me. Love you, buddy.
0: And let's continue on with Revive Us Again by Charlie Hall.
1: God For the son of no.
3: We turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament. And today our scripture narrative will be from Luke chapter 16 verses 1 through 18. Here's a brief overview and commentary on some of what we'll be reading about today. Our use of money is a good test of the lordship of Christ. Number 1, money belongs to God, not us. So, let's use our resources wisely. Number 2, money can be used for good or evil. So let's use ours for good. And number three, money has a lot of power. So let's use it carefully and thoughtfully. We must use our material goods in a way that will foster faith and obedience. Now we're to make wise use of the financial opportunities we have, not to earn heaven, but to help people find Christ. If we use our money to help those in need or to help others find Christ, our earthly investment will bring eternal benefit. When we obey God's will... The unselfish use of possessions will follow. Now, as we read on here today, we'll see that our integrity is often put on the line in money matters. God calls us to be honest, even in small details we could easily ignore. Heaven's riches are far more valuable than earthly wealth. But if we're not trustworthy with our money here, no matter how much or little we have, we'll be unfit to handle the vast riches of God's kingdom. See that you maintain your integrity in all matters, whether big or small. Now, because the Pharisees loved money, they took exception to Jesus' teaching. Now, we live in an age that measures people's worth by how much money they make. Do you scoff at Jesus' warnings against serving money? Do you try to explain them away? Do you apply them to somebody else? See, unless we take Jesus' statements seriously, we may be acting just like the Pharisees ourselves. Now the Pharisees acted piously, but they did it to get praise from others. But God knew what was in their hearts. They considered their wealth to be a sign of God's approval. God detested their wealth because it caused them to abandon true spirituality. Though prosperity may earn people's praise, it must never substitute for devotion and service to God. And now let's begin our reading today. Here in the New Testament. April 13th, the New Testament. Luke chapter 16, verses 1 through 18. Jesus told this story to his disciples. There was a certain rich man who had a manager handling his affairs. One day a report came that the manager was wasting his employer's money. So the employer called him in and said, What's this I hear about you? Get your report in order, because you are going to be fired. The manager thought to himself, Now what? My boss has fired me. I don't have the strength to dig ditches, and I'm too proud to beg. Ah, I know how to ensure that I'll have plenty of friends who will give me a home when I'm fired. So he invited each person who owed money to his employer to come and discuss the situation. He asked the first one, How much do you owe him? The man replied, I owe him eight hundred gallons of olive oil. So the manager told him, take the bill and quickly change it to four hundred gallons. And how much do you owe my employer? he asked the next man. I owe him one thousand bushels of wheat, was the reply. Here, the manager said, take the bill and change it to eight hundred bushels. The rich man had to admire the dishonest rascal for being so shrewd and it is true that the children of this world are more shrewd in dealing with the world around them than are the children of the light. Here's the lesson. Use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. Then, when your earthly possessions are gone, they will welcome you to an eternal home. If you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. And if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? And if you are not faithful with other people's things, why should you be trusted with things of your own? No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. The Pharisees, who dearly loved their money, heard all this and scoffed at him. Then he said to them, You like to appear righteous in public, but God knows your hearts. What this world honors is detestable in the sight of God. Until John the Baptist, the law of Moses and the messages of the prophets were your guides. But now the good news of the kingdom of God is preached, and everyone is eager to get in. But that doesn't mean that the law has lost its force. It is easier for heaven and earth to disappear than for the smallest point of God's law to be overturned. For example, a man who divorces his wife and marries someone else commits adultery, and anyone who marries a woman divorced from her husband commits adultery.
0: And our devotion today is from Danny Blaine, graduate of The Refuge. This
2: is Daniel Blaine. D.B., coming to you on April the 14th with a little devel. You can rest in God's care. If he freely offered up his son for you, will he forget you now? It is the irrefutable and conforming logic of redemption, so powerfully captured by Paul in Romans 8:31 31-39. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, it simply, it simply defies redemptive logic to allow yourself at any moment in your life to think that God would go to the extent that he has gone to provide you with salvation and then lose you along the way. If he controlled nature and history so that at the right time Jesus came to live, die, and rise again on your behalf, if he worked by grace to expose you to the truth and gave you, and gave you the heart to believe, and if he now works to bring the events of the universe to a final glorious conclusion, does it make any sense to think that he would fail to provide you with everything that you need between your convert your conversion and your final resurrection? Paul is arguing that God's gift of and sacrifice of his son is your guarantee that he will grace you with every good thing that you need until you are finally free of this broken world and this addiction and with him forever and eternity. You do not have to wonder about God's presence or his care. You do not have to fear that he will leave you on your own you do not have to wonder if he will be there for you in your moment of need when you give away to these fears you commit an act of gospel irrationality if he gave you jesus he will give you along with him everything you need
0: and one of my all time favorite songs it's pfr with wait for the sun
3: Psalm 82, verses 1 through 8. Here's a little overview, commentary on what we're going to be reading here in the Psalms today. God judges human judges. The integrity of the justice system in a nation provides a clear indication of the health of that society. Now, as is the case with all leadership, judges derive their authority ultimately from God and will give an account to God for their verdicts. Believers are commanded to pray for kings and all who are in authority so we can live peaceful and quiet lives, marked by godliness and dignity. That's in 1 Timothy 2, verse 2. Well, this psalm that we'll be reading about here in just a moment reminds us to include judges of every kind in our prayers because we directly benefit from their integrity. Now, this psalm calls the rulers and judges of Israel, gods and children of the Most High. They were called gods, little g, because they represented God in executing judgment. If God would call mere people gods, again, little g, why was it blasphemous for him, the true Son of God, to declare himself equal with God? Psalm 82, verses 1 through 8, a psalm of Asaph. God presides over heaven's court. He pronounces judgment on the heavenly beings. How long will you hand down unjust decisions by favoring the wicked? Interlude. Give justice to the poor and the orphan. Uphold the rights of the oppressed and the destitute. Rescue the poor and helpless. Deliver them from the grasp of evil people. But these oppressors know nothing. They are so ignorant. They wander about in darkness. While the whole world is shaken to the core, I say, you are gods, you are all children of the Most High, but you will die like mere mortals and fall like every other ruler. Rise up, O God, and judge the earth, for all the nations belong to you. Proverbs chapter 13, verses 2 and 3, Wise words will win you a good meal, but treacherous people have an appetite for violence. Those who control their tongue will have a long life. Opening your mouth can ruin everything.
0: And that about does it for today. One more song, Colton Dixon, through all of it. Glad you could join us today. We will see you again tomorrow. And thanks to Danny Blaine for that nice devotional day. See you tomorrow, guys of the Refuge and everyone else that's listening today. And God bless you.
1: There are days of taking more than I can give And there are choices that I've made that I wouldn't make again I've had my share of laughter, of tears and troubled times This has been the story of my life I have won and I have lost I sometimes, but sometimes I did not Life's been a journey I've seen joy, I've seen regret Oh, and you have been my God through all of it I was blinded by my fear and I struggled to believe. But in those unclear moments, you were the one keeping me strong. This is how my story's always gone. I have won and I have lost. I got it right sometimes, but sometimes I didn't
2: Life's been a journey
1: I've seen joy, I've seen regret Sometimes or sometimes I did not Life's been a journey to joy